91.3 FM Stereo, this is the Voice of the Cape, it's 12 minutes after 6 and you're in the program Talking Point with myself, Mohamed Fasih, standing in for Buddha Jamil Wallace this evening. Remember, you can SMS us on 47913, I'll turn to that, uh, you can give us a call uh, during the show on 021 but I think uh, for this show we'll just be taking SMSs, inshallah, I mean. Well, uh... This evening we will be the first uh, the first part of the show will be looking at the issue of Rukia inshallah and uh, I have in studio Sheikh bin Halima who is a practicing Rukia professional since 1997 we want back exactly what Rukia is and go into the various dimensions of this in- topic inshallah I mean then between uh, 7 and 8 inshallah we'll be focusing on Palestine with uh, Mona Abdul Khalik Ali uh, Sheikh Ishaq uh, Talib is not available this evening so we'll be chatting to uh, other than uh, Abdul Khalik Ali, inshallah, looking at Palestine, the history around it, inshallah, as we always do on a Tuesday evening. Then between 8 and 9, Khalil Sangay takes over with the Mula show, which will carry up until 9 o'clock, inshallah, and thereafter, Caravan takes over. But uh, back to talking point this evening, I mentioned I have the guest with me in studio, Sheikh Ben Halima, and uh, Sheikh was uh, on a recently, on, uh, recent as uh, this past Friday with Billy Jamil Wallace, and he's back in studio with us this evening. And I would think it would be just appropriate, firstly, for me to greet the Sheikh, and then also just to get a background once again for those listeners who weren't able to tune in on Friday. But uh, Sheikh Ben Halima, Assalamu Alaikum, and welcome to the program. Wa Alaikum Assalam wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. Jazakumullah Khair. Uh, Sheikh, um, first of all, before we get into the actual topic of Rukia, just tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from. Alhamdulillah, I am 48, I am Tunisian, my father is Tunisian, my mom's America. I grew up in Tunisia and England, then I became Muslim when I was 15, since that time I'm involved in Islamic activities. I finished my uh, secondary school in Tunisia, then I went to study in France, I'm an engineer in statistics and economics, I've been a mathematical champion, Olympic champion. Uh, I've been very much into Tablir. I've been four months and 19 times, 40 days. Then I also made Hafiz of Quran. I also made a master's degree in Arabic and I founded an Islamic publisher house uh, where I've uh, written and translated and uh, uh, published uh, 20 books on Islam. Uh, I, I translated the Hayat al-Sahaba, Life of Sahaba of uh, Sheikh Kandahlawi from Arabic to French, and many books on spirituality, family life, on uh, on, on Quran issues, on uh, 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 youth issues. So I'm, uh, I got into Tablir. Uh, I got into Rukia uh, because when I was with my wife in Pakistan in 93, she was hit by a jinn. So I started seeking solutions for her and that progressively, progressively got me into uh, Rukia. So I'm practicing uh, professionally since 1997. I'm dedicating all my time to that. And since 2005, I'm going around giving uh, um, campaigns, so teaching and treating and training people. So, so far we have uh, Rukia centers uh, in 32 countries throughout the five continents. Sheikh, well, that's quite a formidable CV, I must say. Alhamdulillah, first of all. And uh, it's, it's an honor to have Sheikh in the studio. Um, the second thing that I wanted to ask is, Sheikh mentioned the Rukia very briefly there, but let us just try and understand um, for the person who's b- being introduced to this concept and the idea and the word Rukia for the first time, what are we speaking about exactly? So Rukia existed, existed before Islam and it is a traditional way of treating and uh, precisely Rukia means treating by words. 
using words to treat and that makes the difference with medicine that is not based on reciting or reading something on the patient. So when Rasulullah arrived to Medina, the people making Ruqya came to him and said that we were making Ruqya before Islam, could we continue? And he said, recite me your Ruqya, there's no harm in doing it as long as there's no shirk. So the Ruqya involves herbs and uh, some uh, natural procedures and all those natural procedures and plants do not contain any shirk or anything haram. So the shirk and the haram can come through the words that people say and that's why Rasulullah told them, recite me what you say. And because they were idol worshippers, they could put the name of idols in their words or name of jinn or whatever. So that had to be excluded and then Rasulullah authorized any other things they could use that uh, that did not contain anything haram. But progressively in the time of Rasulullah the Quran replaced the ancient um, methods of treatment and that became that became what is now now known as Ruqya. It is treating by Quran and the Sunnah of Prophet and especially the mystic diseases, especially problems of sihr and uh, yani magic and jinn and evil lie. But you know Sahaba for example treated the chief of a tribe that was bit by a scorpion so it is just a question of poison and they treated him with Surah Fatiha. So the Quran has the ability to treat anything basically but we use this for for this magic and jinn and dying problems because those problems don't have a normal don't have a normal uh, uh, a normal uh, cure with um, uh, with uh, medicine or whatever so that needs to be treated by quran now, Sheikh, when we speak about, Sheikh has mentioned this, uh, there are other aspects to this, but uh, um, uh, are, are these used in conjunction with the Qur'an? In terms of when we talk about um, uh, Rukia being used to treat certain things, uh, that's in the spectrum of which Sheikh has mentioned, then uh, would these herbs and these things be used in conjunction with ayat of the Qur'an? Yes, it will be used with Qur'an. For example, uh, for example, uh, there's one herb that Rasulullah recommended to empty the tummy, Sana. Sana leaves in Arabic, in English it is the same name. So if you have eaten sihr, you will drink the same Sana leaves with coronized water. So it will empty your stomach because it's basically a medical, uh, a medical herb. But because you use it with the Quranic water, it will remove the magic that you have eaten. For example, you have cupping, hijama, that is a medical thing and also sunnah to uh, to clean out the blood so if you have magic or gin inside your blood inside your organs inside your body you will do the cupping in the places where that uh, where you have pain or where you have a problem and read the ruqya in the same time and that will extract the magic from that place so we we can combine the quran with uh, uh, with natural uh, medicine now, uh, when uh, people ask the question, if we look at Rukia, um, some people might say that uh, because this is dealing with, with, an, with an aspect that we don't normally come into contact with in terms of our understanding as, 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 as Muslims, as normal Muslims, um, is there a possibility that people could use Rukia for the wrong reasons? Well, yes, some people could claim they're doing Rukia and they will not help the people uh, they will uh, sort of cheat them or they can be wrong themselves of course because it is something it is something we don't see but it is also something that is not organized uh, in islam that means when you when you for example follow islamic studies to become maulana to become alim you don't get courses on ruqya and uh, when people are doing ruqya there there are not ulama on top of them that are that are watching what they are doing 
to see if it is correct or not. So this is why it is an open field. So anyone who claims that he's doing ruqya, there's no the, there's no control on him. So of course, uh, and it is it is a vast field. So someone can have some experience and make some rules out of that experience, but it will not always work. So it will sometimes work, sometimes not work. And because people are, are weak, uh, they, they can do mistakes. And of course, when you are doing ruqya, also we are fighting against shayateen, against so they will fight the person back and and the person can 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 fall into mistakes the voice of Sheikh bin Halima practicing Rukia a professional since 1997 and also there's a huge CV behind the Sheikh which I won't be able to repeat uh, we're gonna go for a break and when we come back we will continue and we'll offer you the opportunity to SMS us if there's something you would like to um, ask the Sheikh in terms of uh, specific uh, things that, that 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 you have always wanted to know you can SMS us 479 with you, inshallah Welcome back. It's ninety-one point three FM stereo. This is a talking point, and the gentleman here coughing the background—that's Masoud Isaacs. Uh, uh, he's going to be joining us a little bit later to talk about the uh, logistics and the specifics around the programs that are going to be hosted, inshallah. But we'll chat about that a little bit later. Uh, first up, uh, um, I just want to go back to my guest, Sheikh Bin Alima, who's in studio with me, and the topic is Rukia. Um, just to identify Sheikh once again. Um, a lot of the times, people talk about uh, you know being affected uh, by 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 negative things, and they related to to something to something. Uh, how does one determine when something requires the 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 the, the, the practitioner of rukia and when it does not? So there are four symptoms to know if you have a problem of magic and jinn and ayn that are mentioned in Quran and the first one is blockages in life you cannot get a job your money does not stay you can't do anything good with your money you cannot get married you cannot have children you cannot study you cannot pass examinations every time you try to do something does not work so when blockages are unusual and repeated systematically at a point you cannot believe that this is just accidents and bad luck happening that you understand that there's an invisible force that is blocking your life that's when you know it is magic it is an invisible force blocking your life and this this is what Allah Ta'ala says, وَمِن شَرِّ فِي الْعُقَادِ We ask Allah to protect us from those who blow on the knots. That means when the magicians attach the knots and say those satanic words, Allah tells us that can have an evil effect on your life, an evil impact. It can attach someone's life so he'll not earn any money, or attach a woman's womb so she will not have any children, or attach a student's mind so he will not understand anything at school. So they attach your life by magic mystically. That is the first symptom. And the second symptom is unusual health problems. You have pains, you have unusual diseases, you go to doctors that don't understand. You will take medication over years or not go. They will do analysis, all kind of scans and say, no, you have nothing. Your body is perfectly okay. So we don't understand what you are talking about. So that means that this illness you have, doctors don't know it and machines cannot see it. So it is a mystic illness. And the third symptom is unusual uh, unusual mental states 
So you get angry too much, especially between the couple, or you get depressed, you're sad, you don't want to do anything, you lose interest in life, you just want to lie down all day, uh, or, you are, or you are afraid, you have fears and phobias, or you cannot concentrate, you cannot learn, you cannot remember anything, or you have uh, visions, you see things, you hear things, you have hallucinations, and it can go up to madness. And the, thir- the fourth symptom is bad dreams. So, so all the sihr and magic and jinns that have been sent on you will see will appear in your dream so you see people chasing you you see snakes dogs bull you see water you see yourself climbing or flying or falling you see dead people you see cars or vehicles or accidents you see also sexual dreams so these are four symptoms the blockages in life unusual health problems unusual mental states and bad dreams that show you that you have been affected by magic or jinn or evil eye and that you need to treat yourself so if you are in this situation we offer you three solutions the first one is to treat your own self and uh, excuse me for taking all this time but i have to give, the, give this advice to our listeners i uh, give them some solutions and this is a our biggest purpose in this program is to give as much nasiha as much uh, advice possible to the listeners if you have those situations take a, a paper pen and paper you're going to treat yourself by reading quran on water so you take a jerry can of 20 liters or 15 bottles of a liter and a half and you read on them surat fatiha ayatul kursi and three qul ikhlas falaqan nas plus three special verses to remove the magic it is the verses of musa alayhi salam with the sorcerers of fir'aun where allah says that allah destroys the sihr by his words it in surah al-a'raf wa awhayna ila musa surah number seven verses 117 to 122 surah seven verses 117 to 122 and in surah yunus فلما ألقى وقال موسى ما جئتم به السحر number 10 verses 81 and 82 surah number 10 verses 81 and 82 and and surah taha قلنا لا تخاف إنك أنت الأعلى surah 20 verses 68 to 70 surah 20 verses 68 to 70 all these verses فاتحة الكرسي إخلاص فلقى الناس and uh, surah 117-122, Surah Yunus 81-82, and Surah Taha 68-72, read them 11 times each. Once you have read that on the water, that water is going to remove the jinn, the ayn, the evil eye, by the will of Allah So what are you going to do with it? You drink from it, and you bath each night, each evening, with one bottle of a liter and a half. You can warm it up in the microwave. You can take a shower before. You can wash in the bath or the shower, but you have to collect the water by standing in a big basin to collect the water so you throw it in a clean place in the ground or the uh, or the uh, or the grass and you don't let it go in the drain and you wash this way for 12 consecutive days and also you're going to spray all of your house with that water uh, the walls the gr- uh, the roof the ground the doors the windows the outside of the doors outside of the windows if you have a shop or a restaurant or vehicles or a building that is blocked because of sihr you spray it all that way it's going to go so this is our first uh, big advice on how to treat yourself inshallah sheikh um and mentioned uh, earlier some of the signs now of uh, 
being affected. Now, my question is in terms of when Sheikh mentioned uh, dreams about dead people and things like that, could it also be sometimes that may also not be so and you would need advice from someone who knows to be able to make the call to determine whether or not that is so? Yes, uh, you can have normal dreams of dead people if your relatives are dead and you see them. Uh, when does dead people mean sihr? If they do magic and they put it in a graveyard or they use something from a graveyard or from a dead person to use magic, so that will attract you to death. You will be always tired and you will be also feeling depressed, not enjoying life, thinking about death. And you will see death in strange ways. You will see dead people alive. <coughs> or live people, you see them dead, or you see yourself dead, or you see graves, or you see uh, funerals, by any means you see something related to death. <coughs> so when you have these symptoms together, that's when you know that it is the magic that has been done on a graveyard. Nasheh also, uh, just before we go on to the questions that we have received this evening, there are quite a few already. Um, I wanted to ask, if we look at some of the aspects of Rukia in terms of um, the different treatments and so on and so forth, um, some people would, uh, uh, some people, and I've seen this, there are questions around uh, some of the things that that are used. Um, when 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 one goes into Rukia and when one goes into the treatments that are available, would Sheikh say then that um, those treatments are clearly identifiable so that people know exactly uh, what is allowed and what is not allowed because in the spectrum so that people cannot use those things that we, we would be used for halal purposes in, in, in bringing about ease for something else? So what is not allowed in Rukia is anything that is shirk. And there are four uh, types of shirk that exist amongst the Muslims. The first one is sacrifices for jinn. So if you are told to slaughter a black sheep or a black chicken or red chicken, you can know that this is for jinn because Allah does not have consideration for the color of the animal. If you have gone to make a sadaqah of a sheep, black or white does not change anything for Allah. It is the jinns who have this uh, these requests. So if you do it for jinns, even if it is, even if you slaughter the animal the Islamic way, it will still be uh, for the jinns. Uh, I heard that someone here is telling people to slaughter a sheep and to bury it like that without cutting, without eating, just to bury the whole sheep. So of course you can be sure that this work has been done for shayateen. Or if you are told to pour milk in the river or to put food in the in the street or to or to light candles in the in the uh, graveyard. So that is all uh, done for jinns. And the second type of um, uh, of shirk is using the names of jinns in uh, writing or in uh, dua or in dhikr. So if you find any book with funny names like Israfa Yayil, Qarfa Yayil, Jamharush, Qatmir, Badduh, you must never use those names because it is always names of jinns. Just uh, three days ago, a lady brought us a taweez in the mosque to check and it was written, Ilahi, Bihormati, Yamlikha, Maksalima, Kashfutat, Fatianus, this, that, Wakilbihim, Qatmir. Oh my, oh Allah, I ask you by the value of Yamlikha, Maksalima, and their dog Qitmir. 
and they claim it is the seven great sleepers of the of the cave from uh, Surat Al-Kahf. And there are two hadiths of Abdullah ibn Abbas عنهما, who mentioned the names of these cave uh, sleepers. One hadith is Mawdu as a total lie hadith and the other one does not exist at all. So it is a fake thing and it is some uh, lie that has been introduced in the Ummah and to introduce shirk. And how can you ask Allah by the name of those people and by their dog? And you say, Ya Allah, I ask you by the sacred value of the dog to protect me or to guide me. So that's really unacceptable in Islam. So that is the second shirk. It is using the names of jinns. And the third one is the rings and uh, bracelets for luck and for protection. So if you are told that this bracelet or this ring is going to protect you or going to make your business work, you can be sure it is the magic that is inside. And the fourth one is ta'weez. So there are many hadith that condemn ta'weez, but some ulama have made an exception for the ta'weez that only contains Quran and dua. That's that said it is permissible to write what is permissible to say, but not nothing else. You cannot write any other funny names or uh, any symbols for jinns or any grids with numbers. So the grids with numbers are a way to call jinns and it's not a way to call Allah Taala or to bring the power of Quran. So I'm just going to explain about these grids with numbers because that is very common. So they claim that it is the names of Allah and Quran they turn into numbers because in time of Prophet وسلم, there was no numbers. They used the alphabet as numbers. Alif, Ba, Ja, Da, Ha was one, two, three, four, five. Then you have tens and hundreds. So as one of them told me, uh, Allah, Alif is one, Lam is 30, Lam is 30, and Ha is five. So they replace Allah by 66. Can you replace Allah by 66? Can you say 66 help me, 66 save me, 66 cure me? What is this 66? If you fill up a page with 66 and you hold it on your chest, will that protect you from anything? It has absolutely no value. And one day I was reading Ruqya on a patient and the jinn spoke and I told him, who are you? He said, I'm jinn 66. Uh, because if 1 plus 30 plus 30 plus 5 give you 66, how many other names and combinations will give you 66? You can take 2 plus 4 plus 10 plus 50 or hundreds of different combinations. Uh, so you don't, they don't even know who they are writing, who they are calling, what they are doing. And it is always bringing jinns. So these are the shirk things. And also if you go to, to a, a dead person, even if it is a wali or a prophet and you ask him for help, so that is shirk. So we have been to the Karamet recently to check what kind of jinns and we got jinns there and they are waiting for people to ask uh, the, the 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 dead people for help so they, those jinns and shatin will go to help them and make them believe into shirk so also you're not uh, it's not permissible in islam to call someone that has that has passed away and ask him for shifa for cure or for help or for some success in life so that also so the it is the shirk that is not permissible in ruqya Sheikh, uh, on the note, I think we need to um, turn attention to the SMS line, uh, the pe- the people who have uh, f- uh, SMS thus far. Uh, one question simply says, um, uh, Sheikh, what is the best way to protect one from Sikhir? And what should you do if affected by Sikhir? 
So to protect yourself, you have to read the adhkar that are in Sunnah. Read Qul Allah had al-falaq al-nas three times after subh, three times after maghrib, three times before sleeping. Aytul kursi after each prayer and before sleeping. A'udhu bi kalimati Allahi tamati min sharri ma khalaq bismillahi alladhi la yadurru ma'asmihi shay'un fil ardi wa la fil samai wa huwa samiul alim. Three times after subh and three times after maghrib. But the most important is that you keep away from sins because if you do sins, all those protections are not going to work so you leave sins in the first place and the more you do adhkar and quran and dua uh, that will give you a light to protect you now if it does happen to you you should treat yourself so i told you there are three solutions either you treat yourself you can come to us for treatment so we have a program you can find it on our website ruqya ruqya.co.za you will find the program uh, where we are to treat people to train people and where we are giving lectures the whole program uh, here in Cape town and for the rest of the country and in the next uh, countries also because our campaign is continuing in zambia zimbabwe and lesotho and etc so you'll find the program there rokia.co.za uh, you can come for treatment and the third solution is to come for training and that is our aim and our goal everywhere we go is to train local people and establish local uh, centers so that is the solution that will be brought to, to the oma anyway if you have that problem treat yourself because it, it does not go through time. You have to read that ruqya uh, on water to wash and to drink, etc. You can read on oil to rub your body. Anyway, we will teach you all the things to do. You can find them also on the website. The next question says, uh, Saddam Sheikh, how long can you use the sinna leaves? Shukran. Uh, so you should uh, when you use sana leaves it will empty your stomach so if it does give you pain that indicates that you have eaten seher so you should continue until it gives you no more pain now if it's taking too long and if you feel that your body is getting weak because it's getting emptied every day so you just take a break and then come back to it or you can take it one day out of two or you can take it uh, on the weekends so uh, if it is too difficult for your body just uh, uh, may put some space uh, into it and but you have to continue taking it until it gives you no more pain uh, next question says uh, I have to explain excuse me the sana because mm -hmm. we did not introduce mm -hmm. so the sana are leaves that are recommended by Rasulullah and they give diarrhea it empties the stomach if you have eaten sihr you boil the sana with that water you have the red the ruqya on so you use, uh, you boil one big spoon of sana with half a liter of coronized oil and take it on empty stomach so it's going to empty your stomach and scrape out the sihr and give you pain and you can buy it with the Indian uh, herbal uh, Indian people who sell the herbs or Chinese or chemistries or bring it from Saudi or from Egypt. Uh, next question, Sheikh says, Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh bin Halima. I'd like to know if I ask for appointment to see Sheikh bin Fadlik. And I think that one, obviously, we will speak about the workshops later on that are going to be hosted in Shalman, uh, that are currently being hosted uh, around Cape Town. So people will be able to get out, get those details later on, inshallah. Next one says, Saddam, how would one distinguish between an ailment associated with, with Rukia or Mid? or uh, an illness of, of mental uh, proportions? So mental illness and natural mental illness will come after a shock, after suffering, after something uh, has happened to your life and that destabilized you, like someone has dead or you've been aggressed or whatever happened. And after that, you're not normal. You have fears and you, you lose confidence and 
you can become afraid of darkness, you can become afraid of height, afraid of different things uh, that can disturb your personality. But when something comes out of nothing, so someone, wa for example, was a good a student and suddenly he cannot study or he's not interested or does not want to go out of his house, uh, or a couple was fine and suddenly the lady does not like the husband and she's angry and she's making problems. Uh, so when a problem comes out of nothing and suddenly, so that's when you understand that it's not a natural problem. The voice of Sheikh bin Halima and we are in the program Talking Point uh, looking at the topic of Rukia this evening. We're going to go for a break and when we come back we'll continue. Stay tuned on 91 points. Welcome back to Talking Point. It's 6.43 and uh, we're still in studio with uh, Sheikh Ben Halima. Uh, with the topic is uh, Rukia this evening. And we just received a call uh, during the breaks, a lady asking, uh, she had mentioned that there are that one recites uh, on Friday, this past Friday, uh, before going to bed. And she just wanted to know if she could repeat that dua, inshallah. Uh, so that dua is if you have nightmares and you see things attacking you in your dreams. So when jinns attack you in your dreams, or even if it is men, that means magicians that attack you, they become weak and vulnerable in that point, And that is the occasion to fight them back. So if you have those dreams, you'll prepare yourself before sleeping. You do your regular adhkar, read Ayatul Kursi, the three qul, you in your hands, you wipe your body, repeat that three times. And then you add this verse, أَيْنَمَا تَكُونُوا يَأْتِ بِكُمُ اللَّهُ جَمِيعًا إِنَ اللَّهَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْنْ قَرِيرٍ It is Baqarah 148, and it means wherever you are, Allah will bring you all, because Allah is Almighty. So you repeat that before sleeping, and you ask Allah to bring you this jinn that is harming you, this disturbing your life in your dream and give you the power, the strength to catch him, to kill him. And as uh, you go to sleep with the anger to catch him and as, as if you are going to hunt him. And as soon as you see him, you grab him and you start reading Ayatul Kursi. If you cannot read the Fatiha, read whatever you can and keep on reading until he's dead. And if he's dead in the dream, he's really dead. You'll not see him again, inshallah. The next question says, Salams, my my two-year-old passed away twice in my dreams, and she showed me people who made uh, jadu on her. I think that is a uh, Urdu uh, word for... Yeah, magic. Mm. So her two-year-old is already passed away. Yes, yes. And the baby, the child, came in her dream mm -hmm. and showed her who did the magic. Mm -hmm. So... Actually, that that is not a proof, and Islamically speaking, you're not allowed to open your mouth and say, I know who did the magic on my daughter, because that's not a proof. It, it, if it comes in front of an Islamic uh, judge, so you'll be guilty of accusing people uh, without proof. So what you must do, if she, if you see them in your dream, just hit them and read Quran on them on the dream, if it is them, who, whoever is it that did Sihretul return on him. That's what you should do. This one says, uh, this person wants to know if someone has uh, done something to them because they said first their car got stolen, then the combi, the, the van caught fire, and the engine burnt out uh, in, the, in the transport business. Yes, indeed. If uh, the car was stolen, the van, uh, what happened to the van? The van uh, caught fire and the engine caught burnt fire. out. And this person says they're in the transport business. 
It is possible that someone has made magic on your company. So what you do, you prepare that Turukya water and you spray all of your vehicles with that and also your uh, uh, your office where you work from. This one says, Saddam Sheikh, I have read up on Rukia on the internet, the seven-day detox. Do I do it once or can I do it when I do not feel right? The Senate detox? Seven-day detox. Seven-day detox? Mm-hmm. Seven-day... Uh, huh? Uh, uh, that's not on our website, huh? Where does he say? Where uh, they say they've read up on the internet that uh, they've seen. So, well, I don't know about seven-day detox anyway. Uh, normally, Rocky is something you do when you have a problem. You can do it if you have nothing, just uh, just to be sure you have nothing. But normally when you have those problems of magic or jinn or uh, evil eye, you feel it. It's not something you can miss. You'll have blockages in your life, you'll have pains, you you get up tired or you're angry or you're not well, So and you have bad dreams. So it is something you feel actually. If you don't feel anything, you don't need to do it because... Uh, uh, well, uh, if you if you don't feel anything, you just do the normal adhkar for protection. Uh, someone says, please comment on people who want to help through Rukia, but they are not practicing Muslims, not even making salah. Oh no, that's not possible. If someone is not making salat, he cannot help by ruqya. Because when you do ruqya, you attack the jinns and shayateen that are harming people and you also attack the sorcerers that work on them and they will attack you back. So if you are doing major sins like uh, not doing salat, so all that is going to destroy you. So if uh, someone is doing major sins, he can do ruqya to himself or to his family because that problem he is already inside, he might as well pray Allah to help him. But he cannot do it on uh, on public people. Uh, someone uh, asks if this can be uh, if this can assist kids who are on drugs. Yes, it can. Actually, when you uh, any kind of uh, any kind of uh, sins will always attract jinns. For example, if you just drink a glass of water without saying Bismillah, that will attract shayatin to drink with you. So, of course, if you're taking alcohol or drugs or even a cigarette or, of course, a zina or any or criminality, all that will attract the jinns, and the jinns will push you to do it more and more until it becomes an addiction, and uh, until you you cannot control yourself anymore and it is also possible that from the beginning some magic was done on the person to ruin his life and that's why he's uh, ruining his life through drugs or alcohol or something else so uh, inshallah ruqya will help those people uh, someone says, uh, uh, "Excuse me. If you want to do ruqya yourself on someone who is addicted, so uh, you have those verses I have said of ruqya, and you add this verse, wahila baynahum wa bayna ma yishtahun. It was uh, there was a stop put between them and their shahwat and their desires. It is the last verse of Surah Saba, Surah 34, verse 54. So you add that in that water, uh, 50 or 100 times, inshallah, to stop them having that addiction." Um, lady says I'm trying to get custody of my two girls that have been emotionally physically and sexually abused by their dad my kids are in safety care and the safety uh, and it breaks up there and says please advise the case is going on for two years I don't know if this is a topic for this show or for some other show so I think uh, if she maybe wants to comment on that or should we go uh, that, that is a mental problem because they are affected by abuse and all that that does not involve necessarily gin and magic but we also have uh, sessions of psychotherapy if you if they need help you can also bring them to us
Uh, one says, um, a very sonic woman became very ill after getting married. People told her another woman interested in her husband is harming her, but she does not, doesn't believe them because she says she recites Quran and performs the ibadat. Uh, can a sonic person be affected by bad rukia? By bad ruqya, by magic. Well, uh, yes, uh, the salih person can be affected because Rasulullah sallallahu himself was affected. She does not need to believe that uh, which woman did it for which reason, but because she's feeling unwell, she sees that something's going wrong with her. Well, it is the same as Rasulullah sallallahu Something went wrong with him, and he was ill for some time, and he was making dua. Said Aisha said, but he made dua and dua and dua and dua until the angels came and showed him what was the problem and that's how he treated himself what I want to say is that the protections when you do the adhkar and the bismillah and everything that will protect you against jinn and against ayn against uh, evil eye because jinn and evil eye usually come accidentally if you don't say bismillah and you throw water or something so the jinns uh, you can you can hit the jinns they will hit you back so when you say bismillah every time for example when you take off your clothes or before going to your uh, your house so that is a protection from jinns and you are okay and also from ayn you should read in your hands uh, the three qul and wipe your body for example if you're going out you're going to be exposed if you have to do uh, something that everybody is going to look at you, you can do it to protect yourself from mind. But the problem with sihr is that someone is uh, targeting you with your photo, with your hair, or just by giving you food or something. So you cannot avoid it. It is like if I tell you that if you drive carefully and you respect the law, so inshallah you won't have a problem with your car. But if someone with his car wants to hit you, so whatever you do, he's going to hit you. So this is why you cannot avoid the magic if someone is targeting you doing on you as it happened also to Rasulullah but the more one is pious and doing protections the less it will affect him and the more easily it will go so really we uh, recommend this uh, sister uh, that uh, that got ill after her marriage well she can just treat herself and that is part of ibadah because Allah says we give down the Quran that is a remedy and a mercy for believers so as she's reading Quran and praying and everything she should just read the Quran on water to drink and wash and read on oil to rub her body use those uh, leaves that Rasulullah has recommended can also do hijama so all that is part of the ibadah it's not something that's going to make her uh, go f- far or uh, go any far from Allah Ta'ala the voice of uh, Sheikh bin Halima the topic Rukia this evening we're going to go for a break and when we come back we'll be into the final segment of this part of the show inshallah stay tuned at Islamic Relief it is our duty to provide for those in need to provide food shelter and clothes to those less fortunate as winter sets in 100 rands is all it takes to bring a little warmth to a person in need an orphan winter pack consists of a blanket rain boots and a raincoat call Islamic Relief toll free on 0800 888 and help us to help those left out in the cold. Together, we can make a world of difference. If you're unhappy with your cell phone network, Cell C's innovative new contract buyout will give you up to 10,000 Rand to help buy yourself out of your contract. Get the Microsoft Lumia 640 dual SIM smartphone for just 229 Rand per month on Epic 200 with 200 Rand every month to use on minutes, SMS or data. Go in store or visit cellc.co.za for all the info. 
SLC. The power is in your hands. T's and C's apply. As some wonder at the beauty of winter, others face the chilling reality. Sponsor a blanket for only 100 rands or a winter warmth pack for just 250 rands. Call Africa Muslims Agency now on 021-697-4747. Africa Muslims Agency, the agency that cares. Welcome back to Talking Point. It's 6.55 and we still have Sheikh bin Halima in studio with us. And just before we go into the program uh, that are currently being held across uh, the mother city with regard to Rukia and the workshops are going to be held, inshallah, I just want to go back to the SMS line and just uh, handle one or two more questions. One says here, Salaam, any surahs for the eyes? For the Ayn, it is the same surah for the whole treatment, Fatihah, al Kursi, three qul, and there are three verses of Musa, alayhi salam, Araf, 117-122, and Yunus, 81-82, and Taha, 68-70. Next one says, uh, Sheikh, what uh, does constantly eating in dreams mean? For instance, e- huge snakes, huge spiders, sometimes feel like you're going to die. Wow, you're eating snakes and spiders in your dream and you feel like you're going to die. It is a sign of magic being done repeatedly on you. So you should treat yourself and uh, you should try to restrain from eating before you, uh, in your dream. The uh, I think, Sheikh, uh, we're going to leave it there because our time is running very, very short. So we'll now go on to the program. And I turn my attention now to uh, Sheikh's uh, understudy, uh, who is uh, Mas'ud Isaacs, who joins us in studio. Mas'ud, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Mas'ud, um, just take us through the program. We know there's, there's, there's uh, abundance of programs being held across uh, Cape Town for, for the next couple of days, the next couple of weeks, inshallah. Just take us through where exactly these programs are going to be hosted. First of all, uh, we just apologize to the to the people uh, on behalf of Ruka SA for the venues. We had some hiccups, so uh, inshallah the venues will be changing, and uh, the venues inshallah for the training and uh, and uh, the treatment of patients will be in today and tomorrow. Okay, it's finished. Today is finished. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow we will be in uh, Newfields Masjid Masjid Taqwa. Mm-hmm. Hanover Park, and then from Thursday until Saturday, we'll be in Osami uh, Majid, Craven mm-hmm. uh, B, okay. Masjid. Okay, inshallah. And um, till, till when are you going to be hosting these programs uh, the, uh, with, with Sheikh bin Halima? Yes, uh, the programs, inshallah, we have also after Maghrib programs, mm-hmm. which will be run until Saturday evening. Okay. So Sheikh will be leaving on Sunday uh, to PE. For the rest of the campaign, inshallah. Inshallah. Now tell me, um, the, is there a difference between the progr- the, the, the the workshops and the after maghrib programs? The after maghrib programs is more of an awareness programs. Okay. In in the in the subject of rukia. Mm-hmm. Yes, where the where the where, where the the the, 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 the day programs will be run as workshops mm-hmm. for those who want to train and uh, seek treatment. 
Okay, inshallah. Uh, now, if with if uh, if uh, people would like to get in touch uh, with uh, Rukia SA and uh, find out more about this, uh, is there a website that they can log on to, yes. email that they can contact, or phone number that they can call? Yes, there is there is a website. Uh, the website is uh, www.rukia.co.za Okay. And the contact number if people would like to phone and find out more? Okay, the contact number is 079-565-8013. Okay, 079-565-8013. 8013. Shukran so much. And that's, of course, the voice of Masoud Isaacs, the understudy of uh, Sheikh Ben Halima. Uh, and uh, Sheikh, of course, uh, is the founder of uh, Rukia SA here in Cape Town. Sheikh has uh, been in studio with us talking about uh, this topic, this very interesting and very important uh, aspect of, 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 of our deen, inshallah. Shukran, Sheikh, so much for joining us. May Allah give Sheikh uh, uh, a pleasant stay for the rest of, of the trip inshallah and uh, hopefully inshallah we'll see Sheikh back soon in Cape Town again inshallah inshallah jazakallah jazakallah wa alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh well of course with that and on that note we're going to go for a break to take the uh, adhan for the waqt of Aisha inshallah and when we come back uh, we'll be into our history of Palestine segment uh, not with uh, Sheikh Hassan Talib or Mala Hassan Hendrix this evening, but rather with Mala Abdul Khalik Ali, inshallah, as we continue the series focusing on Palestine, the history uh, and the significance of this very, very important um, place, and uh, of course, which houses Al Quds, uh, Masjid Al Aqsa, inshallah. And uh, that, of course, uh, taking from uh, after the Adhan for the Waqt of Isha, after the package, right up until 8 o'clock. And then don't forget, between 8 and 9, uh, we're speaking about money matters. We'll have Khalil Sanga in studio, so it will give you an opportunity to you know find out more about your money matters where you are where you should be going uh, in terms of you know looking after your financial interests inshallah uh, but that will be between 8 and 9